afternoon and welcome to another episode of The Takedown. Today's guest is an actress, a model, um, let's see here, I just had it wrote down. You're an actress, you're a model, <laughs> you're a producer, yeah? Am I nailing all this yep. so far? Yeah? Yes, yes, so far. Uh, you are, did I already say artist? You're a content creator, you are a coach, you are the Brisbane, Australia, I'm sorry, you're from Brisbane, Australia, it is yes. Missy Power. Hi! <laughs> Sorry, I'm I'm super fucking bad at introductions. No, that was that was that was wonderful. That's awesome. <laughs> I appreciate it. How are you? I am doing well. How are you? I'm good. We were just talking that it is uh it's before lunchtime in mm -hmm. Australia and it is uh, yes. currently 9 p.m. East Coast time. So <laughs> this is uh this is crazy. It is crazy. Yeah. It's Thank so you so much for um you know having me on at an awkward hour. No, I appreciate you coming on before your lunch hour. That is that is super cool. I'm I'm very I'm very honored. That's okay. <laughs> um, so to introduce everybody to you, what mm -hmm. like what what exactly do you do? I guess. Well, um, I do a million and one different things, but I guess when we're talking about um, Lucy Power, um, the main thing I do is escort. So my main source of income in Australia is from escorting. It hasn't been obviously in the last three months because we haven't been allowed to work because of the coronavirus. Um, in Australia, escorting and sex work is is legal. So um, uh, I'm, I'm free to do that as a career and that's what I, I choose to do. And then on top of that, um, I work as a porn star, a content creator. So I produce my own content and most of it's very amateur. But I also um, produce, you know, semi-professional productions as well with other content creators where I'll come up with a script and um, I get my partner to direct and I'll also direct while I'm performing, which is quite challenging. <laughs> um, but yeah, I do that and I'm an artist still yet to hit the art world and sell my art, but I have an art consultant helping me with that. Um, I'm a life coach. I have a psychology degree, so I'm also a life coach um, and I'm a professional bodybuilder. Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> 24 hours is just not enough, huh? No, it really is not enough. And my day is very busy and it usually starts about 4.35 o'clock in the morning and finishes about 9.30, 10 at night. I actually just seen on your Instagram story, hey, uh, you are, you had your headphones on and your mic, so you're, yeah. you're showing everybody your podcasting skills. But uh, your abstract <laughs> art, like how long have you been doing art? Oh, um, my whole... Uh, adult life basically and I started I've always had a natural talent for it even as a child and I started drawing and doodling when I was a teenager um, and I did art in high school and I did that's where I started doing some life drawing and then my first university degree was um, in graphic design and a part of that was a lot of creativity and a lot of creative subjects like um, life drawing and photography and, well, and graphic design so um, that's sort of just where it where it comes from, but I, uh, I've had like an 18 year creative block just in terms of art as in drawing and painting because, well, I'm also a mother to three kids. So I was a stay at home mum, and that sort of killed my creativity. <laughs> um, so you mentioned university, you went to university in Australia. Yeah. Yes. I've got two degrees. Okay. And that's, and that's, uh, you said psychology a moment ago. Yeah, um, my most recent one is psychology. I graduated with first class honours in 2016. Very impressive. Congratulations. Thank you very much. <laughs> um, so, and you, you mentioned a second ago that your, your, I guess your main profession will be escorting? 
Yes, yeah, that that's the main source of income. So, so with the with the corona going on, you've not really been able to do a lot other than content create, yeah. Basically, yeah. Um, it's uh, what well, it was pretty much illegal for us to work and um, we're still waiting to get feedback from the Prime Minister as to when we can actually work. Uh, the problem with uh, my industry is that even though it's legal, I think it's still considered um, you know, maybe morally wrong because... It's frowned uh, the upon. Pri- yeah, I think it still is a little bit frowned upon because the Prime Minister doesn't even acknowledge the industry. It just sort of gets swept under the rug and he doesn't even mention it, so... It's a little bit um, unfortunate and it's part of the reason why I do what I do is I want to um, reduce that sort of stigma. Do you think that's part of why you're in so many different, um, like so many different worlds is you are kind of trying to reduce the stigma and and change the stigma, I guess? Yeah, a little bit, but it's just a little bit of my personality. I, I can't stick to one thing. I get really bored and when I'm bored, I'm very unhappy. So I like to do are just so many different things and that's why I'm pretty happy doing this because having my own uh, doing the escorting and the porn and the content creation is essentially a business and um, I that way I get to manage all aspects of the business including you know um, behind you know the operations of it behind the scenes mm-hmm. sort of stuff which is um, stuff that I'm really good at and including sales and networking and, and that sort of stuff too so um, yeah, that's why I do so many different things. It just allows me to, to flex all the skills that I have all over the place. As I've said, very impressive. And hearing you talk, <laughs> like I'm even more impressed. Like like reading your Instagram bio, there's like a, a hundred different things that you do. And then I talk to you and you, oh, I have a, a degree in psychology. I guess it's very impressive. So uh, <laughs> Thank kudos, you. kudos to you. Um, so let's kind of like dissect some of this. So how, how long have you been in the adult entertainment inter- industry? Um, hmm. It's coming up to four years. I started out just doing sex work and um, I eventually learnt within a year about OnlyFans, which is like online online content creation. But I've I've always been very exhibitionistic my whole life. I've always taken photos and videos of myself and my, my lovers, but just for private use. Mm-hmm. And then when someone said, you can put those things online and sell them, I was like, hmm. Okay, so <laughs> I just got into that as well, and sure. uh, and with the porn, I never really thought I'd get into porn, but um, my my Twitter following grew quite quickly, and I know my fans kept tagging me in some Australian companies' um, requests for new talent, and one of them contacted me and asked if I was interested, and I, I I'm usually a yes person. I always say yes to opportunities, so I just went with it and found something else that I loved. <laughs> Yeah, you mentioned your Twitter following. The the moment that I messaged you and I was like, hey, I'd like to do a podcast. You were like, all right, follow me on Twitter. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> oh, that's right, because you messaged me from Reddit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From, yeah, from Reddit. Yeah. That is such a cool community. Like, I found so many people to uh, to interact with. You know, I don't interact that much on Reddit. I, my It was my personal assistant who um, put me onto Reddit, and she used to manage my account. That was the only thing that she would manage entirely on her own because I had way too much stuff to do. And... um. So all I really use Reddit for is just to promote the YouTube channel and the podcast channel. And so, um, but yeah, I have found some very interesting people on there as well. You just mentioned your, your podcast and your YouTube. Uh, for, anybody, mm. for everyone listening, what, how would they find that, I guess? Um, well, it's called The Lucy Power Perspective. and That's the name of the YouTube channel and the podcast. I've, I've mostly transitioned into the YouTube channel. Um, because then I can be a bit more visual with it. 
but um, sometimes I just cut the audio out of the YouTube um, episode and then put it into my um, podcast so that because not everyone listens or watches both so um, you've got to reach as many people as possible and that's why I do that uh, but yeah it's called the Lucy Power Perspective and um, the podcast is it's on like six different platforms I think you can find it pretty much anywhere the uh, the number one thing that I've seen and I, I definitely wanted to ask you about was um, your children asking you like what you do for work oh yeah <laughs> so how how did this conversation uh, come about oh oh god it, it is it is a very um, sensitive either I think I've oh there you go I get you Sorry? it's a very I lost you for a second then oh okay I'm sorry. Um, no, no, it's okay. I it's a very sensitive topic at the moment. They, oh God, it's terrible. They found out. First of all, one of them found out um, accidentally by calling my work phone. Oh no. Um. Yeah, and and they and they went to the message bank, and the message bank was, "Hi, this is Lucy. <laughs> <laughs> um, I can't get to the phone right now. Tell me what you'd like to do, and I'll get back to you." And and uh, yeah, so. That started the whole conversation about the escorting, but then I still kept quiet the porn and everything else. And and it was only one child that knew then, and um, that child begged me not to tell the other children. Mm-hmm. So we we kept it quiet for a while. But then what happened? And this is because of the coronavirus, but it was probably going to happen anyway. So with the coronavirus, I had to homeschool my children, and um, I gave one of them an iPad to do the homeschooling on, oh, and shit. I thought. Yeah, I thought I had um, reset the iPad, but it was still linked to my iCloud account, and um, that had lots of videos of me <laughs> engaging in um, sex acts with other people, and um, that's how they found out basically. And I came clean to my eldest children about what it is that I do, and um, that that's how they found it out. And it yeah, it has been a roller coaster of emotions ever since then. What do they seem to think? Um, it's very up and down. One of them is completely traumatized by it, and um, like afraid, we, afraid to surf the uh, the internet, kind of traumatized. Well, they have already. I just found out last week that they have done that oh, um, rec- recently. Yeah, which I'm surprised about. But you know, I think they just got curious. Um, and yeah, they did a search and I said, well, you shouldn't have done that because <laughs> um, you knew what I did and then you searched it. So you're, you're really sort of just asking for trouble then. And uh, yeah, um, so yeah, they're, they're quite upset about it. Uh, my, my son was okay initially, but I think he was okay because he was just so shocked and didn't really know how to respond and then he, when he had time to think about it he realized he was not okay with it and um yeah so basically they're not okay with it but i i have a really good relationship with my kids so we we have an open dialogue and we're very we have great communication with each other so um we're always talking to each other about the problems with it or with each other with anything really so um i'm lucky like that that's that's really good that uh that there is like that that open communication uh there yeah. like, between between you like as a parent myself like that's that's like one of my number one goals is like like if if you smoke weed like don't lie about it you, like you know what I mean like I don't yeah I don't want to be the parent that's uh like blissfully ignorant <laughs> but, 
Yeah, absolutely. See, and see when it comes to the weed thing, um, like in Australia, I think it's still illegal. So if I indulge in it every now and again, I don't tell my kids that I do that. But I, that's also because um, I don't do it very often and uh, I don't want to add fuel to the fire at the moment in terms of what it is that I do for work. They think that's horrific enough as it is. I don't want to add to the stereotype that, you know, all prostitutes smoke drugs as well and that sort of thing. So, yeah, that's why I keep that secret. But I do agree with you. My parents smoked weed in front of me when I was younger, so it was never really an issue. Oh, what I'm referring to is, like, like when I was, like, growing up, like, I used to sneak around, like, smoke weed, and, like, I'd try to hide it from my, my mom and my dad. But, like, you know, they secretly knew. You know what I mean? But oh, it, yeah, okay. It kind of it hurt them that I would lie about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. why are your eyes so red? I'd be like, oh, fucking allergies. And my dad's like, oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. That's, that's what We've I'm heard all that about. before. Yeah, yeah, okay. I get you. Um, do you do you think like having a talk with your children like kind of at a young age though about like what you do do you think that kind of helps break the stigma um, like attached to sex workers? I'm hoping it does because um, one thing I've realized is the reason they have had such a negative response to it is because there's a stigma because they I mean it, it's really it's a really tough situation it's really tough to know when to talk about this sort of thing with children because we want to protect kids from bad things and they're at this age now um you know where they're, they're curious about sexuality um but they're still learning about sex and their own desires and their own hormones but so to throw something as extreme as pornography into the mix is very confusing mm -hmm. so but i do think that if overall the stigma of sex work and or pornography, maybe even just sex work to start off with, was was reduced, then there might not be such such a shock about it to, to teenagers when they find out about their parents doing it. Possibly. Yeah. Hopefully. Yeah. Hopefully. I, yeah. I see I see a lot of things on Twitter, um, like a lot of stuff on Facebook where like these guys will comment uh, like hard eyes like under under females photos. And mm. they, they chase after these girls, but then she posts, like, a link to her OnlyFans, and they're immediately yeah. disinterested. And I'm like, what yeah. Like, what does it fucking matter? You know what I mean? Like, Yeah, absolutely. It's um, just, it's such a weird stigma attached to it. It really is, and it, it really comes down to everyone's own personal securities or insecurities and their own shame and guilt or feelings around sex and intimacy. That's where it stems from. But then that internal feeling also comes from the way you were raised as a child so it really would take <laughs> generations of um, change to be able to to change the stigma uh, the way that i look at it i kind of look at it the same way that weed was looked at like when i was growing up like like when i was growing up like if you smoked weed like you were a burnout and you were lazy and you were this and you mm. were that but now uh you're seeing more celebrities and more um, CEOs and different business owners kind of coming out and smoking weed and, and, and backing yeah. the legalization of marijuana. And I'm kind of hoping yes. that, that sex work is going to do the same thing with people like, uh, I don't know if you follow like Tana, Tana Manjo or Tana. No. She's a, like a famous American uh, YouTube like, content creator and she just recently started an OnlyFans. And oh. I'm hoping that people like her and, and of course people like you help help break that kind of the weird stigma that is attached to it because it's it's not fair to you guys it's not fair to um it's not fair to anyone tied to sex work 
That's right. And that also goes for the people who, um, the customers and the clients who uh, book sex workers or who purchase OnlyFans subscriptions. There's a stigma around them as well because if there's a stigma um, for sex workers, then obviously people who want to buy it are going, going to be stigmatised. So, Have you seen, um, I didn't mean to cut you off, have you seen yeah, that's the, a, the word simp? Have you seen that? Yes, I have seen that. <laughs> that word fucking kills me because people use it so much, but it, it always cracks me up. Yeah, I haven't I haven't seen it used a lot, um, but I know about it because my kids told me about it once a few <laughs> weeks ago, and then and I've seen it a little bit, but I, I haven't really seen it used a lot. There was a there was another famous like American YouTuber. He's like a like a I guess like a gamer of some sort, but he's dating a, a girlfriend or a, a girl with an OnlyFans or whatever and people comment his videos now they, they hashtag simp and like all this shit and it's, Why? Kind of, it's almost she's an OnlyFans yeah and they're almost shaming him because of it and I'm like this isn't fucking like this isn't fair like no it, it's not fair it blows at all. my mind the thing is these women who do it are smart you know they're they're deciding to use their own bodies in the way that they want to make money and um, I think it's an incredibly empowering thing um, and that there's no shame in that at all. Like it's our body and we can do what we want with it. But also it's not just that. It's not even just using our body to get money. For me, it's about sharing the love. Like I'm entertaining someone and um, engaging and interacting with, with someone who needs it. So it, to me, it's a very positive exchange. I think a lot of what it is, is I, th- I think you hit the nail on the head. I think it's a lot of uh, like empowerment and like self confidence mm-hmm. to put yourself out there in that in that position where absolutely essentially anybody that you went to high school with or anybody you know could essentially access intimate yeah. photos of you. And that's like to me, that's just that's the ultimate like big dick move. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like that's like straight like it's a power move. <laughs> It really is, and particularly for me because I was bullied in high school. So if anyone from high school watches my stuff, that treated me meanly. I'm just like sucked in. <laughs> are we are we giving them the middle finger right now? Yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. A little bit, a little bit, but there's a little bit of love there too, too still because I'm just a positive person. <laughs> Let me tell you, I'm all about spreading love. Like nowadays, yes. like I guess like since I since I had a daughter, I've kind of softened up a little bit absolutely yes me too i'm all about spreading the love and like empowering other people and and that's Mm. why like the like i have friends that are in sex work and then you know of course i just recently met you and you're you're one of the the sweetest people i've ever met in my life (laughs) um but it, it it really like it bums me out like like people like honestly good content creators aren't getting a good like a fair shot if that makes sense absolutely um, we're definitely stigmatized and it, it, yeah, it's not fair at all. Yeah. It's, it's super, I don't know. Hopefully I'm, I'm kind of hoping that, uh, like I said, like, like marijuana, like this also has like a, a change in, uh, I, I guess a change in the stigma. I don't know. Yeah. And in the States, it just needs to be legalized. And, and that's the big thing. It just needs to be legalized because it's such a horrible thing to be able to, to, to think that a sex worker over there is working illegally and it's so unfair i uh i cringe at the thought all the time it's the oldest profession in the world yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> um so we we talked a moment ago you said uh or i said that you were an actress um mm. have you have you done any any films like outside of the, like the adult entertainment industry 
oh no, <laughs> no way. No. I never. No, no, no. I I would. I'd like to maybe give it a go, but um, no, I've done no training and no films at all. Um, but I'm just a bit of a show pony. That's all. That's why I think I'd be okay at it. I, I love the camera. I love showing off. I love performing. Um, but yeah, for now it's just adult stuff. You, you said a moment ago you write your own scripts as well for like all your all your stuff. So um, oh yeah, absolutely. Shit, yeah, I'm, maybe, I'm a... Go ahead. <laughs> no, you go, you go. Maybe uh, maybe you write your own movie and then fucking be in it. You know, that's the ultimate big dick move right there. It really is. Um, but I'd probably write a book before I write a movie. I think I'd be better at writing a book. I've I've wanted to write a book my whole life. Um, it's just about trying to find the right thing to write about. <laughs> I, uh, I don't know if like you went back and listened to any of my other podcasts, but I've been talking about writing a book for like two years now, and it is wow. inherently difficult, um, and I don't yes. wish that on anybody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I think doing anything, if you're a creative person, doing anything in the creative sphere is difficult. Uh, I just, yeah, it's Abs- challenging. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yep. How long, speaking of like, like, that, uh, like that difficulty, how long does it take you to... I guess think up like a scene and then put it let's say script to camera to post production how long does one of those scenes take oh that's that's a good question and it varies greatly between uh from scene to scene but let's just go with say the la- the most recent scripted scene I did was um the movie night uh all girl orgy um that I did uh, last weekend with a group of three other Aussie girls so um, I just had this idea after lockdown to celebrate lockdown and uh, to produce a, an all-girl orgy um, as a celebration. And I just thought it would be popular because I did one in the States and, and all my fans really loved that. Um, yeah, I think the idea of it only came, it took a couple of minutes in my mind. And then... Um, like you're just grocery this... shopping and it just fucking yeah. came to you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Actually, yeah, it's that sort of thing because I, I will see things in my daily life and I'm like, that'd be a good porn scene. That'd be a good porn Everything's a good porn scene now. And um, <laughs> so I, I think of the idea, I usually talk to my boyfriend about it. I call him my creative director as well because he also comes up with a lot of my ideas. He's great at it. And um, I run it past him. He had some ideas. I had some other ideas. I contacted the girls. They all agreed. And so then when- a few... Pause. You contact yeah. all the all the girls, or or yes. you have like a like an agency that helps you find them, or you just know people. No. And... I know people. I one thing that I'm really good at is networking and building relationships with people because, as you can tell, I'm just a nice person. <laughs> and um, I I've worked with um, two of these girls before, and one of them I hadn't worked with, but I had met at an expo interstate um, last year, and I had wanted to work with her. But one of the other girls contacted her first because uh, one of my other girls dropped out. (laughs) So it's sort of like a bit of, you know, everyone helping everyone. I didn't mean to to cut you off again, I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, no, that's okay. Uh, So I contact the girls and then I write the script a few days before. Usually I'd be a bit more organised, but I was a bit busy. And send that off to them and I get them to fill out all the talent release forms. Um, Do they... Do they help you write it? I'm sorry, I don't mean to keep cutting you off. I'm no, just that's so, okay. I'm so curious. Does your boyfriend help you write it, or is it just you, like, locking in? At, with, like, the, with the talent release forms or the script? No, the script. You just sit down at your computer and you just hammer it? Or... 
yeah, I, I sit down on my computer and I write it out and it's usually quite basic and, and with each scene in the, at the end of each scene and the ideas of the, um, the uh, dialogue, I also say that, you know, if the dialogue isn't working or if you want, after that, we want to flow naturally and just continue doing what we're doing for five to 10 minutes, we'll just go with the flow. And then we, we discuss it on the day as well. Like once we've done the scene, we, we stop and we go, oh, okay, does everyone feel like they had enough screen time or did you want to try something else or new for your fans and all this sort of stuff. So we also on the day there could be changes, but it's always good just to have a bit of a rundown of, of what you're going to do. So, cause the four girls together can just be a bit of a unplanned mess if you don't really have some sort of structure. So like a literal clusterfuck. Um, absolutely. <laughs> and, um, so we do that and then uh, I plan to shoot it down the Gold Coast, which is an hour away from me because one of the girls doesn't have a car and she couldn't get up to Brisbane. So um, it's fine for me to go down there. I book uh, an apartment, <laughs> which is actually a really funny story because I've got that on my YouTube video day in the life of a porn star. It wasn't the quality of the apartment wasn't as nice as I thought it was going to be. So it was a bit of a, it was a funny icebreaker, but we made it work. Um, so... Yeah, then we go down there and my boyfriend, he does all the filming and sets up all the lights and, and then the girls arrive and we run through the script. Um, we do some yeah, a pretty girl photo shoots first so we can use it for promo on uh, Instagram or Twitter. So there'll be a little bit of PG photos and then some dirty photos. And, and then we go through a dry run of the script and some scenes and then, then we just go for it and shoot. So that the whole shoot itself probably only took about an hour and 20 minutes, an hour and a half. Um, but there's a bit of like pre, we had some pre drinks, which I don't normally do, but I just felt like doing it that night. <laughs> and then um, we went out for dinner after as well. Um, so then there's that. And then the editing, the editing of that video uh, probably took me maybe four hours. Um, and, and that really varies a lot depending on um, how smooth the filming goes, um, whether any of the girls need to stop or, you know, if um, my boyfriend needs to direct or change positions or if I do that as well. Um, I know I'm, I feel like I'm rambling a little bit here. No, 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 <laughs> no? it's great, it's great. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, and, yeah, so, oh, God, I guess like a, a shoot like that, really, if you, if you add it all up, it's, it's a few days to a week. Yeah, that's, that's the kind of what I was getting, was like maybe like up to a week, like a good seven day yeah. period. Uh, but normally I, after I've finished filming, I would normally have the edited, the complete edited um, video done within a couple of days, but this one took me a good week. But that's because this week I uh, there was a lot of uh, family issues going on in the background and it stopped, it halted my, my progress in that sort of um, sense. But yeah, uh, usually up to a week. So essentially, you are you're you're contacting everybody yourself, and then yeah. you are you're writing a script. You just said that mm -hmm. you were editing it. Essentially, mm -hmm. um, if this was a movie or a television show, you would be the writer, director, producer, yeah. uh, and an actress. That is, wow, yeah. that is a that is a fucking plateful. It it really is a plateful, and and to tell you the truth, um, my my problem is that I, I take on too much, but that's because I I just like to be a part of it all but it does lead to burnout <laughs> do you do you think uh like it, does it give you like a sense of fulfillment being able to do yes. it all and, and ultimately nobody's telling you what you can and can't do so i'm sure that's awesome 
well. Yeah, I, I do like that. I, I'm a bit of a high achiever, so I like it's definitely fulfilling doing it, you know, right from the start and seeing it through and organizing the whole thing. I, I do enjoy it. I got you. Do you do, you yeah. do any directing, like, with you not acting, I guess? Like, do you, do you go film not other yet. people? Not yet. Not yet, but I will. Um, there's no production company, no adult production company in Brisbane, so that's why I've set up Lucy Power Productions. It will eventually be a production company. I just have to... Well, really, I guess I need like I need to finance it better, and uh, I need to work out the the laws around exactly what I can and can't do in this state. Um, yeah, but yeah, that's what I would like to do because I uh, even before I was an escort and a porn star, I was a swinger and uh, very <laughs> sexually liberated. So I know <laughs> lots and lots and lots and lots of people in this state and quite a few who would be willing to perform and who've been wanting this sort of opportunity. So I've got the networks there. I just, um, yeah, just got to set it up. <laughs> just putting, yeah, just putting it all together. Um, yeah. I mean, that's still, it's very impressive. Um, the fact that <laughs> you're doing you. everything. And then you just, you mentioned a moment ago that you have a, uh, like a personal assistant. Does she handle like a lot of your social media or are you doing all that as well? She did. I had to sack her um, when the coronavirus happened because I stopped working. So I was earning enough to be able to pay her, but she was. When I when I hired her, she was doing a lot of my social media and um, just, just organizing a lot of stuff in the background. So I need her back. <laughs> <laughs> That's very helpful. It's Because now I do everything. Well, it's very helpful having everything organized. That's what I was about to say. That's that's probably like the biggest thing for me is just if I can stay organized, like I can stay on task. But the second, yes. like, yeah, the second shit gets fucked up, I'm I'm everywhere. Yeah, me too. And that's that's what I'm really missing is um, just having someone there to go, hey, have you done this? Or I've done this for you, and you need to do this. And because I do get a little bit um, sort of lost in everything if I don't have someone there to sort of redirect me in the right place and focus my time on the you know the money earning <laughs> how did how did you learn all this how did you learn how to like how to direct and how to how to edit everything um i think it's just natural talent because i i haven't done any i haven't done any uh like official schooling or anything like that it's just i think being in front of the camera first um you you sort of learn a little bit about it but i guess I, I sort of visualize just what I want to see and how I want it to come out. And that's how it's easy to direct because you, you can sort of see the end product. You have and, like a vision. You know, you, yeah, you have a vision. So you, you then you need then you know what you need to do to be able to direct it. Um, but I do also, I have the help of my boyfriend. He's pretty amazing. He's really um, tech savvy. He's a complete geek. So <laughs> um, he, he has helped me a lot with, um, even with my social media growth. Like he just gives me some ideas. He'll just throw a pointer here or a tip here and then I do it and go with it and um yeah it always works out well shout out to him of course oh he's amazing yeah absolutely <laughs> so what is the like the Lucy Power retirement what does that look like is it is it going to be with art will it be directing what do you have planned oh my god I have no idea I get I've been asked this I get asked this with every podcast I do and it's so hard because um I'm the sort of person who's very spontaneous and my, one of my biggest downfalls is I don't plan five years ahead. Um, I, oh, far out. I don't even know if I can answer that. Maybe I think I would like to just be directing, um, but also doing art. I, I really do love um, the abstract art I do. It's, it's a personal thing. 
it doesn't even really have anything to do with Lucy Powell. Maybe a little bit. It's more my other side, my personal life. Mm-hmm. Um, it would be a dream come true to be able to paint and, and sell my art for the rest of rest of my life, basically. And then um, be able to just do whatever I want when it comes to directing adult films or writing a book or anything. Really, if it's anything to do with creativity, I'm happy. So you just said it was like a... Uh it was your personal side and then there's the lucy power side so is, is lucy power almost like a like your superman like your secret identity you know sort of yeah but that they, they are sort of amalgamating um in a way uh like many people in my personal life know what i do and some people in my lucy power life know my personal side as well so there's a bit of a crossover i just have to keep them a little bit separate um I think just to protect some family, basically, that's the only reason. But if my art takes off, then then I will reveal um, my Lucy Power identity to my on my personal side officially, um, because there there is um, the art is connected to Lucy Power because a lot of it has to do with the fact that I am in the adult industry and the way that I express myself in my art has to do with the fact that you know I'm, I'm an escort and a porn star and a mother and and all of those things all in one so but that's only if i get found in the art world <laughs> <laughs> is the is the art like ultimately like your your, like your passion yeah definitely yeah. yeah absolutely and i i guess i just didn't think about it until recently because i'd had that massive creative block and um i met someone a few years ago who sort of re-sparked my um my desire for drawing um he was creative and he's actually a, a back surgeon in uh, brisbane um, very smart man um and a, and a doctor who's also very creative which i find a, an interesting um combination because you don't often see that mm-hmm. but um yeah he sort of like reignited this creativity in me but then this art consultant found me um just recently this year and uh, said he was going to try and get me exhibited um, in some galleries over in the States and over in Europe and uh, we're just sort of waiting to see if that's going to happen really and I'm just producing art in the meantime while we wait for that to happen. Do you uh, do you have like a like a gallery like in your house like set up or are you just no. kind of no, you're just kind <laughs> no. of painting them and then putting them in the closet? Yeah I'm painting them and trying to find anywhere I can to store them because um, my cat just gets into everything and <laughs> She cats. keeps like brush. Yeah, I know she keeps brushing her tail off against my work, and I'm, so I've got like bed sheets over my oils, and when they're drying, I've got to be careful that she doesn't touch them. But I'm I'm producing quite a lot, so I'm I'm I would like to be able to maybe um, rent a studio somewhere so that I can just move it all there, and and it's safe and from bugs and animals. <laughs> Have you ever thought about selling them to like your fans? Oh, I will. I would absolutely. Um, but. Uh, I guess it just depends on whether they'd buy them for the price that they're selling for. So my, my consultant is um, only a consultant to high caliber artists. So he sells like Monet's and Andy Warhol pieces and stuff like that. So he, he expects my price to be really high um, and whether fans or not would pay that sort of, and I'm not talking millions of dollars or anything like yeah, that, yeah. but yeah. <laughs> um, whether my fans would not be willing to pay that is another thing, but if they wanted to buy it, I'd sell it. Definitely. I am a tad offended that I asked you a question that every other podcast has asked you. So, <laughs> in in light of that, I'm going to ask you an yeah. off the wall question: Who inspires okay. you artistically? 
Oh, okay. That's is that a good, a good question? question? Yeah. Yeah, it is a good question. Um, I Fuck fell you, in love. other podcast. <laughs> um, yes, that's a good one. I fell in love with an Australian surrealist when I was in year 12. Um, oh, it's like final year of high school. I don't know what that is in the States. Yeah, sen- um, 12, senior year. Yeah, yeah, senior year. Uh, his name's James Gleason. Um, he just does these... I'm a big fan of surrealist art. So Salvador Dali and other surrealists um, really stole my heart. But James Gleason I love because he was Australian. I think he's passed away now. And his art is just... It's, look, it's really hard to explain because the, it's surrealist. The yes, yeah. Yes, yeah. the Citadel and the Sour, yeah. Yeah, it, um, absolutely phenomenal, uh, phenomenal stuff. So that's who really inspires me. Um, but I, yeah, I, I really like impressionist art and uh, Monet, Manet, and uh, Van Gogh, um, that sort of thing. I got you. Those sorts of artists. Yeah, yeah. I got you. Yeah, Gleason. Uh, Gleason also used like a lot of like religious and like uh, mythological stuff. Like, do you do you use like religious or mythological things in your art, or do you just kind of let it come? No. To you? No, I just let it come to me, and um, I am just looking. I haven't. I've just looked up some James Gleason stuff now. Um, I think a lot of his later stuff I preferred, um, but no, I don't. I don't use anything like that. My inspiration actually comes from just seeing these beautiful patterns in. Um, it's really hard. It's hard to explain. It's a little bit odd, so just bear with me. No, I'm, okay. I'm here. I'm here for it. Okay. Um, so what happened one day when I wash my hair in the shower? I've long hair, so when I wash it, you know, you lose little clumps of hair. It's very normal. And instead of letting it go down the drain, I put it on the wall so that I can collect it after the shower oh, and put it in a bin. Yeah, I do the same yeah? thing. Yeah, yeah, right. Because I'm trying to protect my drains. So. One day I turned around and I went to go get this clump of hair off the wall and the pattern in it looked incredible. And I just was like, wow, that looks so good. That'd be amazing to draw. And because I'm... Take a photo of it? (laughs) Yeah, I took a photo of it. And and that that set the base for my first drawing. So I started off with just drawing the hair and shading because I'm really good with pencil. And that's actually my strength is just drawing with um, pencil Mm -hmm. and shading. And I started doing that and I would take photos of the hair every time and I would draw and I'd never really know what it was going to look like. So that's sort of where it all started with. And um, I started doing large canvases with oil because my art consultant recommended that. He said, um, you know, it would sell better the larger the pieces and if you use oil because, you know, it's it's a harder medium to, to use. So I'm actually still really learning to use oil because I've always mostly just been a pencil drawer. Yeah, that's yeah. uh. I, I recently started growing my hair out, and it's getting very fucking long. And uh, every time I take a shower, like I paint the wall with my hair, and I just kind of look at it for a second, and then I'll yeah. then I like collect it and take it with me. But now, the next time yeah. that I do that, I'm gonna certainly I'm gonna stand there for a second. I'm gonna say, hmm, what can I, what can I draw from? <laughs> what can I see in that? Yeah, yeah. And what's funny is quite often when I see the hair, sometimes I will see something in the hair, like I might form the shape of like a horse or. Um, I don't know, a flower or something like that. But when I actually get it onto the canvas and start painting it with color or black and gray, and then I shade certain areas, it completely changes. And the finished product is nothing like what it looks like on the wall. 
I uh, I I used to try to be artistic. I, I say I used to try to be artistic. I'm I'm somewhat artistic to the point where yeah. I can I can draw with a pencil. But when it comes to like um like shading, like I'm really bad at shading, and I'm really bad yeah. with like uh like painting and and stuff like that. I'm more on the abstract side of of art, I mm-hmm. guess you would say. Um, yeah. But that's, that's that's good. But I I would have an image in front of me or whatever I was trying to draw, and I would start it, and it never turned out the fucking way that I wanted it to, like at all. Yes. But I feel like sometimes that's kind of like the best thing that can happen to something. Oh, I totally agree, and and that that really works for my personality because of my spontaneity. So, I love that. Like I'm painting something right now, and um, yeah, I have no idea what it's gonna look like when it's finished ultimately. So it's pretty exciting. That is awesome. Are you are yeah. you are you musically uh, like artistic as well? No, no. <laughs> I have no music talent at all. I did try once but um no i i just i'm really uncoordinated so you don't sing while you're like painting your hair in the shower yeah but no one would want to listen to that (laughs) (laughs) no i can't sing i cannot sing (laughs) and you you can't play guitar drums nothing no no i've bought i've bought drums i've bought guitars banjos i can't play shit (laughs) i yeah i just i never tried after high school when you're forced to do music subjects and i realized i was just really bad i'm like yeah that's just one road i'm not going to go down <laughs> they used to give us the little the little recorders or whatever do you, you know what i'm talking about <laughs> yes yeah, yes I was, I was fucking terrible with that i was good with that but that was about it <laughs> i felt like i felt like squidward you know what i mean how, how squidward <laughs> plays the clarinet and he actually really fucking sucks <laughs> yes yes <laughs> yeah, that's, that's how i felt do you uh do you listen to a lot of music yeah absolutely i love music and i love all sorts of music yeah what Um, what do you listen to oh god i'm very random um one minute i might listen to madonna and then the next foo fighters or um i love some hip-hop um like i like doja cat when my boyfriend yeah (laughs) when my boyfriend because we listen to we have a speaker downstairs in our studio and his spotify account is set up to that so when i listen to that it goes through his spotify account and um (laughs) <laughs> he he opened up his phone the other day to listen to music he's like who the fuck is doja cat <laughs> and i was just like oh i'm sorry about that but i actually don't mind some of her stuff he goes oh my god he goes you fuck up my playlist all the time and then yesterday i was listening to classical music so he's gonna be super pissed when he opens <laughs> his phone <laughs> doja cat yeah i like her i like her too she's very talented and um I, I like the explicit nature of a lot of her songs too because it's just so relevant to, mm. um, you know, today's day and age when it comes to people being way more open-minded about expressing themselves sexually. She she done a song with The Weeknd not too long ago. Well, she done a remix uh, of the oh. song In Your Eyes with The Weeknd and that was like the first yeah. time that I'd ever heard her. And yeah, she has a really good voice. Yeah, I think she's got a good voice too. Um, but yeah, I uh, my, my music taste varies a lot that's good it's it's good to have variety in your life oh i agree 100 percent. yeah um, part of the reason why i like doing what i do i think it's also because i get to have sex with lots of different people <laughs> you like the the variety of that that's right absolutely yeah well then you have the variety too because you get to edit and you get to uh i guess post it and, and you you get yeah. the variety of doing the entire the entire job oh absolutely and uh, i always um wanted to be in marketing and branding because so as a graphic designer i had my graphic design business for nine years and no shit. most 
yeah, I was mostly freelancing um, to other marketing businesses and I worked for like an oil and gas company in-house and out-house and uh, I designed logos and labels and all sorts of different sorts of things. Um, but I really wanted to spend more time on marketing and branding. I just never really had an opportunity. So now that I do what I do um, with Lucy Power, it's all marketing and branding and I love it, love it, love it, love it. What haven't you done? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I, I've done a lot. I, I feel very fortunate to have lived the life that I've lived. I was looking on your Instagram. You updated or you uploaded your, um, I guess it was like your breakfast the other day. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, because it was my birthday. Yeah, like holy shit! Like, like the breakfast even looks good. Like, oh, like, I didn't make that. That was it. that was at a cafe. Okay, I was literally thinking. I was like, I was like, what can you not do? I could probably do that if I tried. I'm a good cook, but I just don't. I don't bother with that because I'm a bodybuilder. I have, um, you know, I eat to a certain type of macros, so I might, I eat the same thing every day, so I don't have to think about it. Wow, I'd actually. We've talked about so much. I forgot that you were uh, a bodybuilder. So how, yes, yes. <laughs> how long have you been Another doing passion. that? Another uh, question. Probably about. Well, I started lifting weights about seven years ago, um, and then uh, actually doing bodybuilding competitions for about the past four years, and um, became a professional with my last competition, which I won, which was a world title, which I'm really proud about. Wow. Um, <laughs> wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm Miss. Um, physique universe Miss Universe physique or something like that so that that was pretty spectacular but um, I'm not competing again for a little while because I have uh, I, her I herniated my back and I'm, I'm still in recovery for that and it's been going on 18 months two years now that sounds absolutely terribly painful oh it, it's absolutely horrendous it changed my life and perspective of the world completely really? and that uh, was yeah I um had never experienced pain like that before in my life and I've given birth to three children naturally so <laughs> oh wow wow yeah that's yeah that says a lot about the uh, the pain scale right there oh I was I was um really really saddened by the, the fact that I had to live through that pain and there was nothing that I could do uh, you know when a surgeon is telling you they won't do surgery because it will probably just come back and then um the medication doesn't always work it, it's it's a really strange place to be in when you experience that sort of pain and you're in tears and there's nothing you can do. Um, eventually the medication worked and eventually the pain went away, so it's okay. <laughs> so you have, you have no pain now? Uh, I wouldn't say no pain. Um, it flares up every now and again, but I just know how to manage it better. So I'm still lifting weights, but I'm just very careful and very cautious and also doing uh, a different types of physiotherapy to um, really just train with perfect form and and know how to relax and know how to breathe and be very aware of my body so that um it doesn't flare up in a bad way again i got you i yeah. got you you uh you should take up jujitsu i i did try that once <laughs> no, you, you, did, you didn't enjoy it <laughs> no i don't like i know this sounds very bizarre but i didn't like the close contact really yeah, if I'm going to be that close with someone, I want them to be inside me. <laughs> Word. <laughs> I feel like I feel like everybody listening just kind of went okay, just kind of nodded their head because that's that's exactly what I just did. I just kind of nodded my head like okay, maybe. 
I, I can I, sometimes I come out with just weird comments like that. No, no, no. It's, you're perfectly fine. You're perfectly fine. This, I tell everybody like this is like the safe space of the internet. Like I can literally talk yes. about whatever I want, and it's perfectly fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I like to be open and honest about the things that I think and the things that I do, and that's just the way that I think. And um, also, jujitsu it really clashed with my bodybuilding because you know I, I would twist a toe or twist my thumb and. It just clashed with um, needing to feel right for bodybuilding, so I just gave it up. Have you, have you ever tried any sort of striking or self-defense, uh, like outside um, jiu-jitsu? Oh, I did a little bit of karate when I was a teenager, and I really enjoyed that, but I was too young and uh, just decided not to take any of that up, mostly because it just clashed with bodybuilding. I got you. Yeah. I got you. Um, so this is kind of like off-topic for the most part, yeah. but... Um, in Australia, you're not allowed to, to personally carry guns, yeah? No, no, it's illegal, completely so illegal. When you when you meet up with uh, like people who are using your escort service, do you does your boyfriend normally accompany you to make sure nobody's going to try to to rob or or anything like that? No, no. The the laws here are really horrible when it comes to escorting. So we're not actually allowed to have anyone in the house or hotel or whatever. Um, with us when we see anyone and we're not allowed to tell anyone where we are <laughs> um, this is why we need the laws changed because even though they're, it's legal um, we need to fix the laws so it's safer um, but I, I do enough screening of my clients uh, to gotcha. make sure that I yeah to make sure that I feel safe and, and I charge quite a lot of money so if someone's willing to pay that sort of money it's very unlikely that something bad is going to happen I got you. Um, but having said that, I'm still very aware of the fact that anyone can do anything to me at any time if I'm alone with them. So I'm just I'm just very aware of that, and I'm I'm fairly strong and intimidating as it is. So uh, I think I think I'll be okay. I got you. I didn't I didn't mean to like make you uh, like paranoid or, or anything like that. I was just no no that's okay. Um, I get that question a lot, especially from people who. Uh, you know, are close to me and don't know what I do and have just found out, their first concern is my safety. So yeah. it's okay. Mm. Next time you come to the States, next time you come to the States, you swing by Florida, I'll teach you how to box somebody up. So if somebody does give you a hard time, you can uppercut them in the <laughs> fucking next week. <laughs> yes, that would be so fun. I would love that. Um, Whereabouts in Florida are you? I am uh, like North Florida, like almost to the Georgia line. I'm in uh, Jacksonville. Yeah, okay, cool. Because I probably, because Miami's in Florida, isn't it? Yes, yes, South Florida. It's yeah. about four hours from here. Okay, cool. Because if, if I do um, exhibit in the States, Miami will be one place that I exhibit. Come, and... come to Jacksonville. You have you have free kickboxing lessons for life. Yes! Oh, my <laughs> God. I'm going to come there just for that now. I used to want to be a kickboxer when I was younger because, one, I've got killer legs. I've got really strong legs. And, um, two... I was so obsessed with the movie Kickboxer with um, John Claude. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was so he was like my big crush when I was little. <laughs> really? Yeah. Out of all the out of all the people, that was your that was your your child crush. Yeah, no, no, not my only one, but um, just I think he was the first. That was the first movie that really exposed me to any sort of like martial art and incredible physiques as well. Uh, oh, my mum was in. My mum was always into fitness. She was like one of those um, 80s uh, uh, aerobics instructors. So she she used to watch that movie and um, 
I was a byproduct of seeing that. <laughs> and um, yeah. Jean Claude used to freak me out every time he would every time he would come on. He used to kind of freak me out a little bit. Yeah, so that's why I was very taken aback just now. I wasn't trying to shame you or anything. I was just. Oh like, yeah, no, that's really? okay. <laughs> that's alright. Yeah, that guy. He he kind of gives me the creeps. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, no, I can see that now. Like, upon reflection, definitely understand that. <laughs> he kind of seems like the guy that would, like, walk in a bar and he would order a drink and then he definitely wouldn't pay for it. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Not to, not to be judgmental or anything, but that's kind of the vibe I get. <laughs> yeah, it's just a, you know, an observation. How, uh, so how is Australia doing with, like, all the corona stuff? Like, like is it weird there too? Uh, yeah, it's still weird here. I mean, it, we didn't experience it in such a severe way so um things are starting to ease up cafes are opening up my gym opened this week i see Uh, yes oh my god which i'm so excited about but but there's still limitations so we have to book in advance we can only book for an hour we we have to book in certain sections in the gym because it's a large gym um so there's still restrictions which suck and um, I still personally, I still feel like things aren't normal, but that's because I'm not allowed to work, and it's getting to me a little bit because it's been three months now, and you know I need to start earning income. And while I earn some online through my OnlyFans, it's never um, consistent or regular. It's not enough to live on because I'm not like one of the you know really famous. Oh, I'm in the top point one percent or anything like that. Um, <laughs> it's still not enough to to live off of. So, but. Yeah, things are still a little weird here, but not as bad as the States, I don't think. You said cafes are opening up. Are they full capacity opening up? or No, they're only allowed 20 patrons at a time. Okay, I got you. It's kind of kind yeah. of the way it is here for the most part. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's still, it's very weird just because, um, like, you're not seeing, like, I work, uh, like, with transportation, so I'm not seeing half mm. the amount of people on the road that I generally would. Um, yeah, and then of course going anywhere for lunch or going for dinner or whatever, it's it's very, it's very strange seeing people walk mm. into places with masks on and and they're only taking yeah. them off long enough to eat and then then they're leaving. It's very very strange. Yeah, see, we don't we still don't get a lot of people wearing masks. Um, there's a few here and there, but it it was never really a huge thing here. I wore them when it first started. If I ever had to go out, I would wear them, um, but I don't wear them anymore. I. Uh... See, I guess where Florida is like such a like a, like a retirement state, um, we have yeah. such an older community here. I guess that's why the mm. masks are so popular is because we have such an elderly. Well, that makes sense. Yeah, so it's it's a lot of elderly people wearing the masks, and and my job required mm. us to wear them, um, just for for different scenarios and whatnot. And for mm. the most part, everything's starting to open back up. Our gym finally opened back up, which is super. Um, yeah. Like I'm super thankful for that, but yeah. a lot of places still haven't opened. Our Walmart. Uh, do you have Walmart, by the way? No, no, we don't. No, okay. Our WalMarts uh, generally are twenty four seven, like they're open all wow. all night. But now they are, um, I think they're like seven a.m. like open to eight p.m. Yeah. close. So yeah. that's that's very awkward because a lot of people aren't off work uh, in that yeah. time period. That's right. Yeah, so it's just it's a very very strange world. And then we have um, like the riots and the protests going on. Here. Oh yes. Yes. Is oh, that? Sorry about that. Is, I'm sorry about that. <laughs> oh no, it's okay. Is that? Is that? Like, are you seeing any of that blowback uh, in Australia? Uh, not directly where I am, but I have heard that, like, in the city. I'm about 15 minutes out of the city centre. That apparently there are some protests occasionally there, but I don't think there's um, that have been as violent or uh, damaging to property or anything like that. 
Um, exactly. But the the other thing as well is I don't watch the news, so I'm not really the best person to ask because uh-huh, me I, either. <laughs> yeah, I just I can't do it anymore because it's um it's so negative. Just report, it's very negative, and they it's not always truthful reporting. It's it's sorry, uh, fake it's, news. It is fake news, and there's a word that I'm trying to think of, and I can't think of it. Uh, I want to say immature. It's not immature. It's irresponsible. Irresponsible. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So I just, I just don't listen to it now. I'm too busy doing other things. I, I literally don't know when you would find time to watch the news. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. And at the moment, if I'm having a break, I sit down and I just watch Netflix and, uh, yeah, <laughs> chill for a bit. What, uh, what exactly do you watch on Netflix? Do you watch Ozark? I do. I love that show. Holy I've, I've shit. finished that. I just started it. <laughs> I love it. It is amazing. I love stuff like that. Oh my gosh. I love Jason Bateman and like anything that he does. Me too. The, the little blonde girl that plays Ruth though. Yeah. Oh, she is so cool. She is very cool. She's very insane. I love insane people. Um, but at the moment, I'm just watching Orange is the New Black. Ah. And, and my partner and I are watching this really dodgy little show called Shit's Creek. Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> it's so simple, but it's just really nice just to sit and veg out to with each other without too much intensity. So we quite like um, just a really basic drama, comedy slash drama like that. And um, that's what we watch in the evenings. And, and if I have time during the day for a break, I'll watch like one episode of Orange is the New Black. But that's that's rare. That's a couple of times a week. I uh, I was super addicted to Orange is the New Black, and then I binge watched yeah. Weeds as well. Have you ever seen that one? No, I haven't. Uh, it had Mary Louise Parker, and it. it was very good. It was about like a suburban mom. Her husband just passes away, and she starts selling marijuana. Oh, excellent! Um, that's yes. going to be on my list now. <laughs> yes, very, very good. Very good. I do love stuff like that. I did. I did really enjoy. Um, what's that show called with the guy? Uh, oh, he starts making meth oh breaking and selling yeah yeah i only just started watching that last year and oh. binge watched the whole thing and i loved it oh my god have you seen el camino yet the movie i think i think i did i think i did that was pretty yes. cool yes with jesse pink yeah. yeah super good yeah I, yeah yeah yeah. i fell in love with breaking bad and i watched uh, sons of anarchy did you see that one uh i've only seen a few episodes of that that was pretty good i'm I'm like super into motorcycles, so I I fell in love. Yeah, yeah, I I love. Do you have one yourself? I do. Yes. Yes. What do you have? I have a 2019 uh, Iron 883 Harley. Oh, nice. Yes. Do you ride? No. No. (laughs) (laughs) I um, I I guess I I sort of lost interest in motorcycles because my dad had a bad motorcycle accident and i i have a friend who had a very bad motorcycle accident and he is ruined for life now because of it so i just sort of i'm not against them i guess that's just what stops me from taking that any interest any further yeah i i know quite a few people who've had spills and and different wrecks and and um it's it's very nerve-wracking like anybody anybody who tells you that they can get on a motorcycle and they're they feel completely safe that they're lying to you because i never feel safe uh, when yeah. I'm on it. And it's not because of my own riding or anything. It's just other people, you know? Oh, that's right. Well, and that's what happened to both, like, my dad and my friend. It was other people's faults. And and my friend was someone on their phone in the car. So, um, yeah, it's terrible. Yeah, but anyway. It, it really is. But it is it is the closest thing to freedom that you can ever Aww. experience, I think. I, t- I tell everybody that. Like, it's the best, it's oh. the most liberating feeling in the world. 
See, I love that, and now I can totally see why people do that if that's the sort of sensation you're getting. Yeah. Have you have you ever have you lived in Australia your, your entire life? Yes. So have you ever shot guns before? No, but I'd love to. I have touched one. So when I went to the States, I did get an, <laughs> I did get an opportunity to see um, the range that my friend had. And I got to like hold big guns and handguns and stuff. And that was pretty cool. And I would shoot one if I went back to the States. Well, when I go back to the States. It's another one of those things that uh, it's very, it's very nerve wracking. It, it's, it feels weird when you're, when you're holding a gun and you're about to shoot it because you, you understand like it's an instrument. Uh, it's a tool. You know, and it's all about how yeah. you how you use the tool. But it's also one of those things. It's liberating, just sitting and just firing off rounds. It's it's an incredible yeah. feeling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I I fought in cages. I've I've rode bulls. I've never skydived, but I I Ooh. chase adrenaline. I love adrenaline. And uh, yes. Yeah, shooting guns and riding motorcycles. That's probably two of the best ones right there. Nice, nice. Would you go skydiving? Absolutely not. No, me too. <laughs> I can't, I can't see the, the point of jumping out of a perfectly good airplane. No, I agree. And I, so when I, I like theme, um, park rides, but when there's one that I don't like and I can't say, like I love roller coasters and that sort of thing, but when they do the big drop and you just, mm. you know, you go up really high and you just drop from a great height. I don't get that sensation. I cannot, I cannot comprehend that extended feeling of butterflies in my stomach, it makes me want to vomit. And I just imagine that that's exactly what would happen if you jump out of a plane. It would just be constant butterflies that you cannot control. I, uh, so I don't get motion sick at all, right? Like, I don't, I don't get motion sick. I can stand on a boat. I can stand. I, can, I mean, I can ride planes. I can do whatever. But yeah. um, my wife got me on a roller coaster one time. And yeah. because I'm, kind of, I'm not afraid of heights, but I'm, you know, you know that in-between yeah. fear. And, me too. Um, and when we got to, I guess, the the top of, like, the loop or whatever, uh, yep. honestly, I thought I was going to die. Like, I thought I was going to pass out. <laughs> oh, and, no. And I was like, never again. That's, that's terrible. And that's been it. That's, no, never again. <laughs> I just, no, I understand that. It's so weird that those things, like, they stay up in the rain and the snow and yes. whatever. And they people just trust them. I know, and it doesn't make sense. And the thing is, they do break, and there are accidents, and that used to terrify me. But um, I just felt like for a while, for too many years, I was missing out on all the fun, and I forced myself. It was just a challenge. I challenged myself all the time to just sort of push myself past these things that hold me back. And um, I just thought, you know what? No, I want to really be able to enjoy this experience. I'm going to force myself to do it. And I I forced myself on this roller coaster and I actually really enjoyed it. And I decided that I would just forget about all of the technical problems that can happen and just (laughs) enjoy it. (laughs) And now I just enjoy it. So I think, I think if I was to skydive, I think I would, I would have like a flashback of every little moment (laughs) in my life on the way down. You know what I mean? Probably. Yes, absolutely. I think I would too. And with roller coasters, so with roller coasters, I do the same thing. Like the, the whole time that I was on that one, I was thinking, I was like, okay, if a bolt, one single bolt came out right now, it, it'd be done. Like it's over. <laughs> so I, I cannot push that out of my mind the way that you can. Yeah. So kudos to you. <laughs> this has been, uh, this has been incredible. Well, yeah, I've thoroughly enjoyed this chat. I have as well. And I hope that I got you done before your lunch break. Yeah, yeah. This is perfect timing. I'm going to go upstairs and make one of my delicious healthy pizzas that I eat twice a day. And 
then I might watch an episode of Orange is the New Black and then come down and finish painting. Hell yeah. If uh, fans want to find you, how and where yes. can they find you? Um, okay, so Instagram. I mean, I'm on Instagram a lot, so if they want to chat, that's the best place probably, and that's at Real Lucy Power, Lucy with an I. Or if they want to watch my YouTube channel, it's the Lucy Power Perspective, same as the podcast. There's, you get more on the YouTube channel. And also on Twitter, which is also Real Lucy Power. Um, yeah, and then I have my own website, which is lucypowerproductions.com. Boom. Yeah. <laughs> uh, probably have. I, I'm on so many different sorts of platforms. I um, I definitely follow Gary V's advice on the whole, you've got to do a bit of everything so that you reduce friction and um, you reach as much people as you can. That is awesome. Yeah, I yeah. I, uh, I watched him on Joe Rogan. You watched the Joe Rogan podcast? I, I have seen some of it. I love him. I, I would like to watch more if I had time, definitely. I've seen Gary Vee on there, and, and I've been oh, following wow. him ever since. Yeah, he's a really cool guy. Yeah, yeah, he's pretty cool. He says, I've learned a lot from him in terms of uh, social media strategy. I never do this, but I feel like you were the perfect person to do this with. Any mm. parting advice? Oh, well, it depends on what you want advice <laughs> for. Um, okay, the, the thing that always comes to my mind, I guess, when people ask me that is what I like to promote is um, people being authentic. And if you want to be happy, you need to live your truth and be authentic and not care what people think. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Sounds good. <laughs> is that okay? Yeah. <laughs> Thank you very okay. much. I really appreciate You're it. You're welcome. You're welcome. All right. Have a good night. You too. Bye-bye.